the sling and a stone But the heart of a lion dared him to go To hear the sound of the cynical Die out with the sound of the giant's fall Good morning and welcome to our online church service. Thank you for joining us this morning. In this week, I read something that Richard Ruhr has written. He said that we read the Bible for the transformation of our souls. What does that mean? That means that every time we are busy with the Bible, every time we read, every time we listen to, to a sermon, every time we listen to scripture, We've got to ask ourselves the question, what does this mean? What does this mean for me today in my situation? So that's the challenge because there's not going to take any transformation of our soul's place if we are not honest with ourselves about what scripture challenges to become or to be or to do. Let's, let's use that today in the way we are busy with scripture we are looking at david's life um, we challenge ourselves dare to believe he 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 believed that god is going to use him going to make him king he wasn't afraid to to go up against a giant he wasn't he wasn't scared to um to to hide and to flee from saul because you know the lord will come through Lord will protect him and provide him and give an opportunity to be the man he's got to be. Today we're going to look at this sad story about David and Bathsheba. But before we, we read scripture, let's just bow our heads in prayer and listen to a few verses from Psalm 32. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed are those whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit is no deceit. I've seen with 
you, Lord Jesus, that you know everything of each one of us. Thank you that there is nothing we can hide or nothing we can pretend to be, but that you know us through and through. And if we, if we come this morning, we come with the attitude, Lord Jesus, that you will work in our hearts and in our souls, that you will transform our minds and that you will make us the people you want us to be, that you will keep on working on the inside of each one of us. Thank you that we, we can listen to the word. Thank you that we can be challenged. Thank you for the relationship we may have with you and that it nourishes our souls. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. Let's read 2 Samuel um, chapter 11. In the spring at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. One evening David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof he saw a woman washing. The woman was very beautiful. And David sent someone to find out about her. Um, the word washing isn't totally correct. It can easily be understood as washing laundry or something. She was bathing. Um, in the nude. The man said, She is Batsheba, the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. And David sent messages to get her. She came to him and he slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from a monthly uncleanness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David, saying, I am pregnant. The sad story about David and Batsheba. How David couldn't resist the temptation. How David slept with Batsheba. And the story goes on how he sent for her husband Uriah. How he tried to convince him to go and sleep with his wife. Um, how after Uriah denied, did, uh, didn't want to do it and went back to the army. Um, David sent message to Joab to kill the sad story how this happened, especially in a time when everything was going in David's way. He was winning battles. He was, he was having, a, having a great time as king of Israel. But something changed. I don't know what you do when temptations come your way. But I know that each one of us are tempted every day. We have so many opportunities to sin every day. But what do you do? How, uh, how do you build yourself up or how do you prevent yourself from falling into temptation? It's a strange story, this about David and Bathsheba, and it leaves us in a conundrum because on the one hand, we can easily think that if this happens to someone like David, what chance do we have? Because David was anointed by God. David fought against and beat Goliath. David fled and kept 
kept holding on to God's provision when Saul tried to kill him. David has won battle after battle. David became, became king over all Israel. David was this amazing guy who has written so many psalms in, uh, on, 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 what, on psalms that meant so much for each one of us in such difficult times that we experience. It builds our faith. It gives us strength. If this happens to David, what chance do we have? On the other hand, we know David should have known better. We know that. Because David knew what happened to Saul when he was disobedient to God. David was someone that was close to the Lord of to the Lord's heart. Man close to the heart of the Lord. David was someone we look up to in faith and say, but uh, this is this is how the life look of someone that walks with the Lord, that lives in the presence of the Lord. But yet, he sinned time after time after time. Why did David do it? I think this chapter 11 and 12 gives us maybe three reasons. There may be more, but let's just have a look at three possible reasons why, why David sinned. I think the one obvious obvious one is David didn't flee from temptation. Um, he could have looked another way. He could have turned around and went back inside when he saw Bathsheba bathing in the nude. He could. But he looked and he sent word to her and he asked her to come to the temp uh, to, to, to the palace and he slept with her on each uh, each one of those occasions, David could have done something else. David could have, could have chosen the path of honesty when, when she became pregnant. But no, he sent for Uriah. He tried to deceive Uriah and eventually has Uriah killed. A choice that David had each step of the way. Maybe, maybe he thought he was king and if he's king, he, he's allowed to do things that normal people don't supposed to do. Maybe that's a reason. Maybe he was proud. Maybe he thought um, um, because he's king, um, it gives him a license to sin. Possible. But we must never forget that God will keep us accountable for each and everything that we do. And we must never forget that everything we do has consequences. We, we can't think that it's okay to just tell a little white lie or just deceive someone or, or, or just watch a little bit of pornography or, or just be a little bit um, unfaithful to the Lord or to our friends or to our family or to our wives. You can never do that. We can't for one moment think that because we're children of God, He will understand and He will forgive. You know how we are. Sin are going to kill you. Ask David. Sin are, the consequences of sin is dire. Just ask David. You can flee from temptation. You've got a choice. Second, maybe, reason why David gave into temptation was that he was supposed to lead the battle 
and he stopped fighting. In verse chapter 11, verse 1, we read, In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab and his army. They destroyed Ammonites, siege rather, but David remained in Jerusalem. Some or another reason David decided that he's not going to lead his army in battle. And that was his responsibility. That was the main job as king. To lead the battle. To be in front of your soldiers. To be there, set the example. And just for a little while, he lost focus. He let his guard down. He opened himself up temptation we must never forget that we are in a spiritual battle every second of every day we can't let our guard down we can't think but oh we can just sit back um, and uh, do something that we're not supposed to we must not for one moment stop in our commitment towards the Lord not for one moment. I've seen in my own life time and time again when I don't spend enough time in scripture, when I don't pray enough, when I don't spend time with the Lord, enough time with the Lord, I am easily tempted and easily gives in. We can't let our gods down and forget that we're in a battle third reason maybe we get in, in um, chapter chapter 12 because David stopped believing that God was good and let's read further the story something's changed shifted in David's heart and mind um, chapter 2 uh, 2 Samuel chapter 12 verse 1 the Lord sent Nathan to David because what happened is chapter 11 is a story how, how David tried to deceive everyone just to kill Uriah, just to get Batsheba, um, think he can get away with it. And then the Lord sent Nathan, the prophet, to David. When he came to him, he said, told, told him a story about two men. One had a lot of sheep, the other one had just one lamb. And the rich man took the, took the poor man's sheep for himself. And David was livid. We read about that, verse 5. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then David's, Nathan said to David, You are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if all this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eye? Nathan tells David, why did you forget everything the Lord did for you? Why did you forget that the Lord is good? And would have even given you more. David, just for a little while, forgot about God's goodness, about his steadfast love, about his protection, 
about the fact that God's his rock, steadfast God, steadfast love of the Lord that will never cease us. Why did he forget it? You see, the important thing that we must see here is that something changed in David's heart. And that contributed to the fact that he gave in when temptation was in front of him. If you stop believing that God is good, that he is who he says he is. If you stop believing that God will provide for you and that God will take care of you. You open your heart and your minds up for temptation. Because you shift, you move just a few inches away. We can't live without the Lord. We can't move away from His presence. We must continue to believe that He is who He says He is. Who he says he is. And we must continue to think on his goodness. Think about it. Pray about it. Let it be in your mind and in your heart throughout every day. And that will help you when temptation comes. Because the moment you lose that, your passion moves away from the Lord. And you fill your heart and your minds with a lot of other things. It shifted for David. And that's why when temptation came, he wasn't ready. And he sinned. And if you look at the law, at the Ten Commandments, he, he coveted his neighbor's wife. He, he stole his neighbor's wife. He, he lied to people around him. He wasn't true. And everything moved away because David lost his passion, his first love. The writer of the story gives us the shocking detail. You can go and read the whole story. It's scary how he goes in detail of everything that David got wrong. Why? Why couldn't he be a little bit more subtle and protect David a little bit? Maybe because he knew that honesty is the only way through. It's the only way to deal with temptations. It's the only way to deal with our sin. It's the only way to deal with our transgressions. It's the only way to healing. Is to be honest. Therefore, it's so important to see what David says in 2 Samuel 12 verse, verse 13. When he challenges David, David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. I am the man. It doesn't help to hide your sin. It doesn't help to pretend that nothing happened. It doesn't pretend to, to be like David and act as everything is okay. It is not. It's not okay. Why do we pretend? 
Why do we pretend to, 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 to not make mistakes? <laughs> to not being unfaithful. Why do we hide our sins? Psalm 32 that we started to church service says the following um, in, in, in verse 3 and 4. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Verse 5. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. David should have known better. Exactly like we should have known better. The reality is the consequences of sin are devastating. We're going to look at it next time we next week week five of the story but we must never underestimate the consequences of sin and interesting david's david's biggest fear was what he says in psalm 51 verse 13 listen to this david says restore to me the joy of my salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy, your Holy Spirit from me. David's, David's biggest fear as, as he writes about this was to lose the presence of the Lord. Because that's what happened with Saul. He saw that in Saul's life. And he knew when, when he lose the presence of the Lord, he's got nothing going for him. I can't live without the Lord. I can't live with the knowledge of His presence with me every day. Sin, come and take that away. Sin, come and tell you you're on your own, you're alone. The Lord's not there. He's not going to help you. He's not going to come through. Sin, take away God's blessing. And you start to believe that the Lord is not good anymore. The only way back is repentance. And David knows. And that's what he does. Chapter 2, uh, chapter 12, verse 13. Where he said, I'm sorry, I've sinned. Forgive me. But you know what's even more amazing? And that's one thing that. I supposedly never would understand them fully. And that's the fact that God is in the business of forgiveness, of healing. Even though we don't deserve it. How many times have the Lord forgive you? How many times have the Lord told you that your, that your transgression is forgiven? How many times? How many times have you started again? But you know what? That's the story of the Bible. Because the Bible teaches us that the Lord's grace 
and his love endures forever. The story of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David here. The story of, of Paul, of Saul. The story of the prodigal son. So many stories, so many times the Bible tells us God forgives, God heals, God restores us. Even if we don't forgive it. Even if we don't deserve it. We must always remember that every time that the Lord forgives us, every time, He actually says that His grace and His love is bigger than His rules and His laws. Excuse me. Every time we experience His forgiveness and His grace, we can know this relationship is more important than the rules. Otherwise, not one of us had a chance. And maybe that's what the story of David wanted to teach us. It wanted to tell us the, the dire consequences of wrong choices, of giving in to temptation, how it can destroy relationships and destroy lives. But it also wanted to tell us and to give us the, and, and to give us the promise that there is a way back. Healing is possible. Forgiveness is, po is possible. That's what Jesus, that's the re reason Jesus came to earth. The Lord forgives us. He wants to forgive us. He wants to heal us. He wants to repair this relationship we can have. He wants to heal your soul. To restore you. To take away all the blame and sin you carry with you. If you're honest and humble about it, forgiveness is possible. So maybe we must take a moment. Maybe you must, maybe just there where you are, there are things between you and the Lord that's not right. You know about temptations that you have been giving in. You know about sin that you are continuously doing. Maybe, maybe there's stuff that you're still carrying with you that you need forgiveness for. Take a moment and repent. Just take a moment and pray to the Lord and ask His forgiveness. So let's, let's bow, bow our heads in prayer. And let's listen to the words of Psalm 32. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed are those, O Lord, that whose sin you do not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said I will confess my confession to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing all you who are upright in heart. Thank you for your forgiveness, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you that we may come as we are. Thank you that we may repent on, of everything that we have done that's not right, that we have given in to temptations and hurt ourselves, our relationship with you, our relationship with other people. Forgive us, Lord Jesus, where we pretend to be someone we're not, where we try to hide our sin. Forgive us, Lord Jesus, where you, where we keep on doing things that we know is not right, where we willingly is walking away from you. Thank you for your forgiveness, for your grace, for your mercy. Thank you that we can build our lives on the steadfast love of the Lord. Thank you for your grace, for your mercy towards each one of us. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. Another way we can make amends, another way we can give our thanks to the Lord for our forgiveness is, is through our offerings. Just to, just to say thank you, Lord Jesus, for your grace, for your forgiveness. So um, let's bring our offerings. You've got all the information down below. We are celebrating a few birthdays this week. Um, Johan van der Nieffe, uh, Diewald Blom and Marika's birthdays this week. May it be an amazing week um, um, in front of each one of you. If you haven't ordered your um, key holder, Dare to Believe, um, you've got time till Monday 12 o'clock. If you missed out, you've missed out. So please, order it in time, um, Dare to Believe. Just a small reminder of, of the challenges you face each day. I have said last week that there's a possibility that our normal church services can commence on 27th of June. Um, we're still not 100% sure of that date. But what we are sure about is that we're going to have a big uh, festival. We're going, to, we're going to eat together as church. We can't, cannot not eat together. So um, order, order your tickets for you and your family. It's 12 pounds a head for a nice, nice meal together with each one of us. Kids on the six, half price. So yeah, please, um, uh, as soon as we know the final date, we will put that down. But you can order in the meantime um, your food and we will make sure that there's something for us to celebrate about. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his mercy upon you and may you experience his forgiveness and his love throughout this whole week amen